Well, hello there, and welcome to another episode of Say Something Interesting, the follow-up podcast from East Lake Tri-Cities. Uh, my name is Brent, and with me today is our new special guest. This is where the intro music, you know, just like we change it up and there's <laughs> other exciting intro music. Megan Bojan is with me today. Yes. Uh, she's been a special guest podcaster with us occasionally when mostly I've been out of town uh, doing the girl show with uh, her and Margo. Uh, and then after uh, Margo transitioned, we thought, you know what? Megan did such a bang-up job. Let's bring her back and <laughs> do it. She's also uh, just an interesting person in my life. And she's been on our kind of uh, sermon evaluation, teaching evaluation team for, I don't know how many years now, three years, like, something like that? Yeah, since we've been in the theater, I Yeah, think. three or four years. Um, so she meets with me in between services and uh, tells me my jokes aren't funny and that I need to... <laughs> speak more about single women and and make sure that uh, i'm not just like you're not just doing all kinds of sports analogies all the time you, which is good. It's like, healthy. you totally ask me about that all the time all the time because i'm so i'm so nervous about it i don't i don't want to be like the guy that like five years down the road realizes i'm just i'm only speaking to one audience and yeah. that's just stupid so anyways mm-hmm. um and she just, uh, yeah, she, I, she's she's very well read. She's educated. She's a teacher. Um, well, almost. I'm like I'm like selling you, like <laughs> yeah. selling like I'm the like, product. This there. is a lot of hype. I'm not yeah, sure I can live hype. up to it. <laughs> uh, she won the Nobel Prize in 2015. Um, <laughs> this is why you should listen, guys. She's really good. Uh, but we are lucky to have her, and her schedule allows her to uh, to be able to do this. Uh, so appreciate yes. your. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you moved anything around in your schedule to do this, but it was, it was, it's awesome that it works. Well, other than being like ready to, because I'm like, I'm willing to come in in and do this at like six in the morning (laughs) if we had to, but like we're doing this at like nine, and that's just way better. So I'm, I'm more awake. Uh, I feel like my my thoughts are all gathered a little bit better together. Although that might change because I, this isn't my actual job. So I just bribed her with the spud nut donut too. So (laughs) when that kicks in, guys, it's going to be amazing. The sugar high is going to be great. So good. So good. I do have a point of clarification. I was not on vacation last week. Yeah. That was the first thing you said when you came in the office yesterday. Thanks for telling me I was on vacation. It was a work trip, okay? I was at a work conference. Yeah. So because this isn't my job, I do have another job. So. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, tell us. Tell us a little bit more okay. about that. Uh, so I run a um, I run a site for an after school program for a 21st Century Community Learning Centers grant, which is a federal grant that people have all over the country. So I locally I work for the Education Service District, which is kind of like a school district for school districts. That's how I like to explain it to okay. people. Um, and then I work at Highlands Middle School in Kennewick, Washington, and I. Love on those kids and which is a uh, middle school, middle sixth, school, seventh, mm-hmm. eighth grade, sixth, seventh, eighth grade. So eleven through fourteen year olds, mostly. Like literally the hardest group, yeah. ever. I think yeah. you you mentioned the other day that, that those are your favorites, right? Um. So I actually until like three years ago, I was really afraid of middle schoolers. Yeah. Okay. And then I was asked to work in a middle school, and uh, I started was like, oh, okay, that. Okay. And then <laughs> I started working with them and I realized they're a lot like preschoolers and I love preschoolers. Yeah. And except for they understand sarcasm, which is a big bonus. That is a bonus. And, and they so, use it. They leverage and they it. They use it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it turns out they need people who love them. And so weird. Uh, yeah. I know. Uh, like, you know, that old adage of you, those who need love the most, ask for it in the worst possible ways. Yeah. Uh, that's like middle school in a nutshell. Yeah. Um, so I really enjoy them and I enjoy 
getting to work with them and getting to speak into their lives. So that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And so your after school actual program is at Highlands. Yes. Okay. So um, this we have students after school Monday through Thursday, and then my schedule. Like I run, so I manage a staff of I think right now I have like eleven employees who kind of work for me. Um, I manage the budget. I manage a lot of other things like that. So I do a lot of administrative stuff. Um, I, I, my role also is somewhat like principal like in that I, um, deal with parents and discipline and that kind of thing. Uh, but this is my last year doing it. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, because I'm in grad school, which I was going to talk about later, but I talk about now. Um, so I'm in grad school to become a teacher. And so, uh, this is my last year doing 21st century. And then next year will be kind of a, like school and other random employment See, stuff. I told you she was smart, guys. I told you. <laughs> and grad school, there you go. So, yeah. Cool. Uh, and then after next year, I will have my master's in teaching, and I will hopefully be a high school And how long have you been in the Tri-Cities? Uh, seven years. Oh, really? That's yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought yeah. it was longer than that. Nope. Crazy. And Eastlake, your history with Eastlake, how long have you been coming to Eastlake? Like seven years. <laughs> Did you started coming right away? Pretty much. I mean, I was like part-time living in the Tri-Cities a little bit before that, but full-time living in the Tri-Cities is about seven years. And that fall, I think I think I started coming to Eastlake in like October. So it's been right around exactly seven years. So. And she originally started volunteering in our logistics team and uh, Connect Cards. Mm-hmm. So... It, it, and it's the it's the world where you see everybody's names, mm-hmm. but you're in. We, we stuff you back in this count room, yeah. so you never see any faces. <laughs> no, so it's always. <laughs> I, I've been around you where you'll you'll meet people in the lobby because we'll uh-huh. be out there, and you'll be like, oh. I've seen your name so many times. Yeah. Nice to actually see a face. Sometimes that's I associated don't with it. tell people that I do that if yeah. I meet them because sometimes, like, I also read I've people's seen your prayer requests. requests. <laughs> So, um, sometimes that's a weird, yeah, like, thing. Totally. But I know information about yeah. you that typically is like a one way, like, you yeah. have to be kind of a pretty sincere friend, and you yeah. don't even have no, you have no clue who I am. Yeah. Which um, is weird. Unless, yeah. Until I kind of get to know people and they kind of know that that's what I do, then if they bring up a prayer request or whatever, then I will feel okay, like, talking about it. But generally speaking, yeah, I try to, like, honor that. Oh, absolutely. Like right. mild anonymity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's it's not like I, th- there's like a certain group of people It's because it's data entry, but it's like it's more because it's like people's taking next steps and prayer mm-hmm. requests and like there's like a path that that uh, it is data, but it's so it's such important data that spurs so many yeah. things on for us that it's such, such a critical deal. And she's been a huge piece of that, <laughs> uh, which has been awesome. And um, we always laugh because... Uh, <laughs> As a pastor, like I love Easter Sunday, yeah, and I love like Christmas <laughs> Eve because it's like you know thirty first time yeah. guests, three hundred and fifty people mm-hmm. in first service, <laughs> and Megan is like the worst Sunday yeah. for a Connect Card person. Easter Sunday, I'm always like, Ugh, oh god, this is horrible. I'm gonna be working so my much. fingers are gonna be raw from typing Mostly all this I'm just information. Like, oh, I'm gonna be doing cards for. Yeah, because if it was like, if you know, for the most part, when people come to church, they we ask everybody to fill out a card, yeah, and they'll just put like, yeah, we were here, check in, blah blah blah, right? Um, and that doesn't take much. No. That you just go in and be like, yeah, they were here, blah, blah you know. Yeah. But anytime it's a new person, we love new people. Um, it's just there's like I don't know, probably ten times the work yeah. involved in in there's getting that information like in there. Five or 
six extra steps if someone fills out a first time guest card. And if they fill out, if they're a first time guest and they've marked next steps, it's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> Why can't you just figure it out and not have any problems in life to necessitate prayer or I don't know, whatever, but. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. We're so uh, thankful that uh, you're here. And my, my first question that I want to go, it's, it's, we have like three different categories. This is like in the little random category. On Sunday, we started a brand new series called Befriend. Um, and I really spent most of the time talking about this idea of friendship and, and not friendship like, oh, you know, you just have general friends, but like the friends that are like, you know, that they're going to be life, like we have lifelong friends and I may have not talked to them for two or three years because the thing that bound us together is no longer a season of life mm-hmm. that we're in. But they are people that when I see, I could call them, and when we get together, if they're driving through town or whatever, it just feels like you just jump back into kind of where you left off on some things. And maybe you talk about that old thing and relive the past a little bit. I get that. Um, but it's that idea of almost like a family, a heightened sense of friendships. And I talked about how um, there's a difference, uh, there has been a difference in uh, kind of like, the more recent, I don't know, the timeline-wise, but C.S. Lewis talks about how the ancients really prized friendship, yeah. um, even above and beyond the natural biological connections between family and, and your children and, and uh, even your spouse. Like, those were, they categorized those things better, uh, not, not better, differently. They yes. categorized them mm-hmm. differently. And and in our culture, friendship is like, if you have anything left after your, your spouse and your kids, then maybe you get a guy's night or a girl's night or whatever. But like, it's all leftovers and it just wasn't that way uh, previously. And so I talked about how in our line of work, that seems to be, for the for a large portion of people in today, the, the common thing that we share with people would be our workplace environment because we spend so much time of our time and our lives in this one, either on a project or on a, on a thing that we're doing or whatever. And so the workplace can facilitate some of your best friends are the people that you work with, yeah. right? Um, Just, I mean, solely because you spend an exorbitant amount of time with them. Right. And and they care about the same yeah. things that you care about, especially if you're in a job that you're like, you're doing it, you see your job as a vocation and not mm-hmm. just them collecting a paycheck, but like, I'm really passionate about, you know, doing this, delivering this product or mm-hmm. doing these things or helping these kids out or doing this, you know, whatever. So that's, that's significant. Uh, my question to you just to start us off in kind of a slightly humorous, but also uh, <laughs> mentioned, you know, thing was Jesus had a moment where he brought his disciples in and said, uh, when I first called you, you were my fa- I called you to follow me. And now I consider you friends. And now mm-hmm. I consider you family. And I said, there's all kinds of businesses that try and pull this card every once in a while. <laughs> like, uh, you know, I know you work for me, but I really consider you to be family. And sometimes it can be genuine. And you're like, yeah. that's the job that you want. That's the person that you want to work for. Uh, but occasionally it can be feel like, like everybody else in the audience is like, oh, is he serious right now? Like... <laughs> Like, cause I think that he read this in a book or she read this in a book. She read She listened to a podcast and thought (laughs) that's the kind of boss that I want to be. And so I'm going to Michael Scott this thing up and I'm going to talk about how we're a family. And you're like, we are not a family, yo. I am cashing a paycheck. You ever had a job like that, Megan? I don't. (sighs) If it's your current job, you can just say pass. No, it's not my current job because that definitely... Like we don't. You're the leader. You have eleven people leader, to work right? for you. But so I don't try. You're going to go in today and be like, "It's so great to work with yeah. the family, guys." <laughs> Isn't this just a family? Uh, I don't try and like claim family over yeah. them. I do speak. Try and speak like 
life into what we're doing oh, as I, a team. You I, know? Tell, but like, I tell every employee we have, <laughs> I want this to be the best job that you ever had, yeah. right? And not because I got to do whatever I wanted. You know what I mean? I just, I want it to be a safe place. I want it to be fun yeah. to work with, all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, so sorry, I cut you off. Yeah, but no, keep going. I just, I like, I, I was trying to think of a job like that, but I think all of my jobs have been. Can I give you one? And while you think about yeah. it, just in case something comes up. Yeah. So one of the, I, I got a job, my first job ever. Uh, well, my first job was working at a farm for a buddy's dad. That was that was different. But then I got a job uh, working as a busboy at DoubleTree in Pasco, uh-huh. which is now Red Lion. And I got into the whole restaurant serving business. And then in that business, when you're 16, 17, 18 years old, there's just no better job because you're making minimum wage in, in Washington State plus mm-hmm. tips. I mean, I had I had more money than almost all of my friends. It was amazing. <laughs> it was a great job. Uh, then I transitioned. And I liked that job a lot. It was really close to home. They worked with me and schedule-wise because I was doing sports in school and blah, blah, blah. Uh, then Olive Garden opened up. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that back in. <laughs> well, you were here. here. <laughs> you were here. So never mind. Seven years. Uh, Olive Garden opened up, and I thought it would be cool to be a part of. Well, Olive Garden. I mm-hmm. mean, because you know, pretty, like busiest restaurant in Tri Cities. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're so fan of chains. Anyways, um, it was the coolest thing coming into town, and I had serving experience, and I thought I want to be a part of this. So I went and got a job there. Now it is more corporate than even Red Lion. Yes. The restaurant side of Red Lion wasn't that corporate. It was, it was very, like, I knew my boss, same boss for, like, 15 years, 12 years, something like that. Uh, but this was different. This was very corporate-driven, and they had trainers come in from Florida, where their home base is, and they're doing this speech, and they're doing, and, and the schedule, and the drive, and the expectations, and the guidelines, and the, the like, the, the no, there was no budging. There was no, like, I don't know. It was just very rigid. Mm-hmm. And I remember the trainers, after, like, Five days of training, maybe being like, man, this is just weird. Just a tight family, and it felt so cheap. And like, <laughs> you can't say that after five. I don't care if you had me here for twelve hours each day doing the training. Yeah, this is not a. We're not a family, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm here because yeah. I want the breadsticks, mm-hmm. and I want fifty percent off that chicken Alfredo pizza that I'm going to take home with extra sauce. Like, that's why seventeen <laughs> year old Brent is working at Olive Garden. I'm not here mm. because I need more friends so that for me i just remember um that's not a slam against olive garden i I still like olive garden but (laughs) working there as a 17 year old wasn't like the best experience well yeah i mean i can't i can't my only thing is i worked i did work retail like i worked at macy's for a while both like holiday stuff or uh, like yeah yeah so i worked a holiday season in the tri-cities one time and i worked a holiday season i don't know how this happened but i got a job at like macy's in downtown seattle one holiday season oh wow yeah busy um, one yeah it was also kind of a it was like a weird snow apocalypse like winter yeah. also so anyway it was kind of a strange like confluence of things but i don't feel like they tried to m- tell us we were a family it was very much like yeah you work here yeah well <laughs> But, and and that's like I like that's fine. Like I don't know that every job, yeah, there shouldn't be like this expectation that every job that you take is going to feel like that. Like it's just not. Like there's part of it's where I can develop my own vocation. Like I am here collecting a paycheck, and I want to, this to be meaningful. But I can figure this out for myself. I don't know that you need as a manager to assume this. Like yeah. let's quickly transform this. Isn't this great that we're all here seasonally, and we're definitely going to let you go. <laughs> December 26th. Um, yeah, I just, yeah. Anyways, that's yeah. different. So, yeah. so yeah. I don't, I don't feel like I have actually had a job that's been like, we're a family. And I'm like, no, we're not. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, so I, I, I got one thing I want to mention about message that I walked away with that I just felt like I, I hit better in second service mm-hmm. and first service because I even asked Kylie about it and and uh, after church we went home and she said, so how did it go? She was sitting in first. Mm-hmm. And I said, um, I really feel like I hit the, did, did you walk away with this point in mind? And she's like, eh, maybe not. But it was still good, which is, she, that's just wife speak for she's awesome and thanks for <laughs> being my biggest fan. Um, I spent the time talking about friendship with C.S. Lewis saying their friendships are driven by a common objective, a common, this is what we're kind of about. This is, this is oftentimes, we don't talk about our relationship, we focus our conversation on this thing that we're doing or this group that we're mm-hmm. part of or this book that we're reading or this project that we're working on or something that we're surviving. We're surviving high school, we're surviving war, we're surviving blah, 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 right? Um, Jesus' communication to his disciples in John chapter 15 was, I think, a transition point in Jesus' mind, trying to shift their focus from the thing that has kept you guys as friends together has been, we are together following Rabbi Jesus. Wherever he goes, whatever he does for three years, we're friends because of him. Mm Mm-hmm. Jesus knows I'm about to leave the scene, and if I take away the object of the friendship, then do the does the friendship dissolve? And so he asks them to shift their focus, I think, away from following me in person mm-hmm. towards following the things that I've been trying to teach you. Yeah, um, which is love in the same way that I have as I have loved you, so you must love one. You're my friend when you follow, when you do what I command. This is what I'm commanding. The root command of all of this is love one another in this unique way. He's asking his disciples, let that be the thing, how we live out loving one another as Christ loved us. That should be the thing that groups you together. And that should be the thing that groups you together even as the church in kind of modern day. Like why, mm-hmm, yeah. what, what do we exist for? Um do we exist because we come together for the common ob- objective of hearing a message uh, that it, that's the end in and of itself, or is that the is that a means to an end, and the end is learning what it would mean to love one another as Christ has loved us? I think that's a better means to an end and the p- more purpose. Yeah. So, anyways, does that you were in first? Yes, and I that what you just said made way more sense than what you said. Oh, in first. See, <laughs> that's why we do this. I know, I know. I just, I think in first, I, if you were there, there was so much. Oh, yeah, you got like heckled and crazy humor <laughs> off points that I was just like, it was one of those points where you're just like, man, we're just rolling through yeah. this. Yeah, we're freaking crushing this thing, right? Yeah. And, your and then Utah I look, joke. And then <laughs> I look, yeah, and then. <laughs> And then I look up and it's 1035 Uh-oh. and I'm like, yeah, got to land the plane. <laughs> and then I just felt like the whole major, major point, like I feel, feel like it was meaningful yeah. and hopefully people are able to connect the dots a little bit more. Yeah. But I'm sure. Hopefully you listen to this podcast <laughs> and they connect the dots. Yeah. What about you? What, what were some uh, takeaways from you? Um, I'm actually really glad I was here and you just said that to me because that made your thing make way more sense i'm a hand talker i just bumped well, the mic do you Sorry. remember do you remember in the the, the mid-service yeah. thing you were you were like yeah the ending's kind of like i don't know what that was there for yeah. <laughs> like i'm not sure where you're going with that yeah and i'm like how how did that not make sense because in my mind i thought i had communicated all of those things and obviously i hadn't clearly yeah um i think so you said this thing about like friends not talking to each other about their friendship right and i remember leaning over to the person that i was sitting next to and going I talk to my friends about our friendship all the time. <laughs> you're the, you're the weird one. You're the no, one. No, but we like 
like we talk about they, our friendship. And they respond and they're okay yes. with it. It's like, I mean, a lot of times it's. More... I wondered if it was like a, a like a you know a chauvinistic guy thing. Uh, I don't think it is. Though. I'm not sure it is. I think I just have a really unique friend group. Yeah. Okay. And so we're very intentional about. Um, be like supporting each other and carrying each other through our pain and like being there in our joy. And so I think it's just, I've, I have a really unique friend group. So, okay. But let, let me rephrase it. Cause that might be need to rephrase <laughs> as well. Like every once in a while, Kylie will say something like, you know, question like, do you love me? I just, I need to hear that you love me. Like we'll be going through like some sort of uh, like, we're just off for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Something's, the kids are this, that, and the other thing. Life schedule's out of, out of whack. And she's like, I just need to know that you love me. I've never heard her ask a friend, hey, do you like me? Do you still like me? I just need to hear that you like yeah. me. That's true. I don't think I do that. I think mine is more of a, I like throw out appreciation. Yeah. And then it is returned. Yeah, sure. So like, we're, I just am so appreciative that I get to be friends with you guys. See, but you're so just a kind of... person in that way. <laughs> So like that, that makes sense, but I don't think that you do that for fear of insecurity of the relationship. No. Right. I mean, no, usually it's out of like gratitude. When, when a friend is insecure about a relationship and are like, are we still friends? You're like, dude, the fact that you have to ask that question means that something is, something is off. Like, you know what I mean? Like I I shouldn't have to be like confirming with you that I still like you. That's true. I just, I do or I don't. I, do I don't know. Don't. <laughs> you, and that, if and, I don't, you'll feel it. And if you like are questioning, you just stop talking to them. And then if they don't ever talk to you, you're yeah. like, oh, okay, I was right. Oh, yeah, I was right. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, dude, totally. We're still great friends. And then they never return the phone call and you're like, yeah, no. You're like, I'm always the one. It was awkward for him and yeah. he just said yes. And yeah. then that was it. It's there like a go. bad first date. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> But it doesn't have to be a first date. It can be no, like yeah. one of those, like, no, we've known each other for, you know, a long time, quite yeah. a while. I, uh, cause I'm dating and I was talking. <gasps> you just to, threw that out there yeah. like that. I had no idea, Megan. <laughs> and I was talking to Kylie one time this summer about being ghosted. Cause this summer was the summer of Megan being ghosted. And she was like, oh, I just learned what that is. A friend just ghosted me. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I was uh, like, yeah, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. And you can't, did you just ghost me intentionally? And they're like, what do they say? Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. no, no, no. We're still very much friends. Yeah. No, you're not. No, you're not. Um, but I also was thinking about, you. I don't know if you said it very um, like specifically, but you were talking about the tension of how, I don't know if this is exactly how you meant it. This is how I interpreted it. But how the church has a lot of focus on romantic marriage relationships and holds them really high, which we should hold them high, but kind of to the detriment of, um, valuing friendship. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah the church has not had great answer for what, what about me? You know, I'm single or, or I'm divorced. I, I had, a, uh, in fact, the woman who <laughs> in first service, um, I said something about the church is a community and w- w- though we, the, our our intention and our goal. It's not a part of our goal that you would make friends here. Yeah. Um. It's not a part of our goal that you would um find a a boyfriend or girlfriend mm-hmm. here or a spouse. Like mm-hmm. that's that's a that might happen, mm-hmm. but it's not the goal of it. And she and then you said something about like, but we're working on it. <laughs> and 
she goes, yeah. not hard enough. Not hard, no, it ain't working. <laughs> it ain't working. It ain't working is what she said, like out loud, which got the <laughs> biggest laughter. I should just close in prayer at that right. point because that was fantastic. And she mm. came up afterwards and said, you know, I don't want to get too much into her life, but, yeah. um, you know, divorced and been single for an extended period of time and just kind of has has still found a place that he's like, but it does feel, I think for a lot of people, like, uh, especially when I do a series on marriage, you yeah. like, well, I'll see you in a month. Yeah. Or, well, yeah. Did you say this is going from February to March? Perfect. I'll see you in April or yeah. late March. Because <laughs> um, we haven't had a great answer for that. So, yeah. which is interesting because like a, a big part of the church, look at the priests in mm-hmm. the Catholic priesthood celibacy. You mm-hmm. look at monks and, and nuns, like a, a big part of what, for a long time was considered like a pinnacle of human achievement in terms of volunteering and serving uh, Christ yeah. was celibacy, was yeah. avoid the distraction of having to be a good husband, uh, avoid yeah. the distraction of having to be a good wife and just focus your attention on Christ. And I'm not saying that that's a pathway either, yeah. but um, that just illustrates the uh, probably different heights uh, or the different prioritization that has taken place in modern day version of Christianity, which is, yeah. you know. And I think different. like there's this, I mean, I remember hearing it multiple times, but like that marriage relationship is like a close, uh, like a facsimile to a relationship with God or whatever. Yeah. And I'm just, I was like, yeah, but I think that doesn't value what, cause like true friendship is very sacrificial and mm-hmm. it's very selfless and selfless. And it, it can be almost as intimate and, you know, like personal and special and those kinds of things as any other kind of relationship. So I like, anyway, so when I was Absolutely. going through my, am I going to be single forever phase? I was like, you know what? I have all these beautiful friends who will hold me through my life. And that can be yeah. the picture relationship to be full. Cause the, yeah. the point of the, the thing that I've always brought up with the marriage is fully known, fully loved, loved in spite of my weaknesses and my yeah. flaws. Um, and in real, true, genuine friendship, those flaws are just as evident as yeah. marriage relationships. Yep. It's the it's the fake friendships that we often fall into that they don't really know your flaws because, again, we settle for digital relationships. We settle yes. for other ones where we curate what people want and, and what we have to listen to, and so that's not really fully known, and so therefore fully known, fully loved doesn't really come into play there. Um, but that could be said for bad marriages yeah. too. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just because you're married doesn't mean that they you're, fully know yep. you. You could mm-hmm. live a completely secret life. And they're like, who are you? I mean, I didn't, you know, yeah. don't even know you. So that's not. For sure. Yeah. That was kind of my takeaway. Awesome. Good. So, Anything else for that? I don't think so. All right. Uh, <laughs> good. We're kind of running low on time anyway. So that will do it for our recap of week one of our Befriend series. If you did not get a chance to listen to it, watch it, and this stuff kind of interests you, uh, you can always go on to eastlaketricities.com slash talks. Uh, you can find the message there via video format. Or if you go to iTunes or whatever podcast you listen to, search East Lake Tri-Cities, uh, and that should be up. I think those get posted later today sometime. Oh, well... This will drop on Tuesday, but Monday, Monday, <laughs> yeah. Tuesday, they, they uh, kind of get edited and, and uh, Chris gets them out. So the like messages. Check them such. out. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So we are going to trans- transition now to our something interesting that we have uh, come across this week. We try and uh, do something to kind of spice this thing up that uh, goes beyond just like church message recap yeah. stuff into exciting things in life. Uh, so Megan, you want to go first? Sure. Okay. Um, it's kind of going to be a continuation of the intro of Megan because 
because I thought since it's my first official podcast as the new co-host, yes, I would start with some fun facts about Megan or awesome. like things you should know about Megan kind of situation. Love it. Um, so the first one is I am a Navy brat. My dad was in the Navy for 23 years. Nice. From, so I was, well, he got in like two years before I was born. And so when I was 21, he retired from the Navy. So I My moved. mom was a Navy brat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was overseas a bunch. Were you overseas uh, or We domestic? had two overseas stations, one when I was an infant and one when I was in high school. So I don't remember the one when I was an infant. We were in Cuba when I was an infant. Uh, and then in high school, we lived in Italy, Sicily, Italy for three years. So, wow. Yeah. Uh, and then... So yeah, I moved a bunch and have a bunch of different life experiences and things like that. Did you learn any other languages there? Um, I did learn Italian when we were there. So like I, I went to an American high school. I went to a Department of Defense high school. Yeah. But I took Italian and my teacher was this very small Sicilian man who was hilarious. Uh, and he did the best like... <laughs> Um, impersonation of an uh, American from the South trying to speak Italian. It was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Potentially a little bit offensive, but also fantastic. <laughs> now that I look back on it, slightly <laughs> racist. Um, so I was conversational when I was there, but I've lost a lot of it. Uh, it does help me. A lot of my students speak Spanish, and so it does help me kind of sure. navigate those waters a little bit uh, now that I'm here doing this. but. Yeah, so I don't consider myself fluent by any yeah. stretch of the imagination. Occasionally, I'll say like words that I remember that I think are fun, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that are typically related to pizza. Is uh, that how it works? No, my favorite <laughs> is Andiamo, which is let's go. So anyway, I'll like say that to there kids. There you go, something yeah. interesting. Andiamo. <laughs> what else you got for um, interesting things about you? I studied abroad in college. My part of my senior year, I went to Australia. Studied abroad in Australia. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What part of Australia? Uh, Tasmania. Cool. I went to the University of Tasmania. I'm pointing oh, at my sweatshirt. Oh, I got sweatshirt. the shirt. There it is. <laughs> nice. Um, um, I absolutely love baseball and Harry Potter. She is. She is my uh, resident <laughs> baseball fanatic. Yeah. So uh, uh, a lot of times during, especially spring training, usually when the excitement of the Mariners is at its peak, which is before the season yeah, even starts, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, we have lots of conversations about baseball. That dwindled off real fast. Real fast. Real fast after the All-Star break <laughs> this year. So. Yeah. Um, and then we already talked about grad school, so that was on here, but we already talked about it. And then you're, you're currently doing that through what? Uh, Western Governors University. Okay, I'm you. getting my cool. master's in education teaching secondary science. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And what's the ETA on? Um, graduate June 2020. Cool. Yep. Great. And then the last one, and probably the most important one, yes. is I have two one year old cats named yes. Herb and Spice. Herb and Spice. <laughs> Spicy. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Which one's your favorite? Uh, oh, man. That's really hard to answer. Oh, come on. <laughs> you can do it. They're not here. They're not listening. <laughs> They're not listening. Um, well, Irv is really snuggly, and so I really enjoy that about him. But Spice has a way cuter personality. So, so. Margot had two cats as yeah. well. I know, but she didn't get them at the same time as kittens. No, right. So mine are like twins, so. <laughs> Which is, so two podcast partners, yeah. both of them with, yeah. with a pair of cats. <laughs> So I don't know. It's in the water, I guess. Uh, so my something interesting is that today, today mm-hmm. is remember, remember the fifth of November, yes. the Gunpowder Treason and Plot. Uh, one of my wife and I's favorite traditions is to watch the movie V for Vendetta on November fifth. Today is going to be a little difficult because I have got like a guys' night tonight. We're going to do trivia at uh, Stick and Stone, and so it's going to be late. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to talk her into staying up and watching it with us. But it's one of our favorites. It has to do with like you know political anarchy and the point the 
the uh, the the backdrop of because you've seen the the Guy Fox mask that's where it, yeah um, that's kind of like the the big thing mm-hmm. that uh, that it got started with um, but the backstory do you know the backstory about the gunpowder plot no. so 1605 uh, there's a guy named Guido Fox mm-hmm. who they just nicknamed him Guy okay. Fox basically mm-hmm. um, was a part of a conspiracy thing to uh, to try and overthrow the Protestant queen of england Um, at the time and reestablish the catholic line got it um so there's bounces back and forth between elizabeth or no Mm, i'd have to look at that up i got a link to the wikipedia page i could look it up i don't think it was Uh, but they he they bought a they bought a house that was kind of next door to the house of lords and began digging a tunnel storing gunpowder under there word got out they got caught he got tortured gave up his five co-conspirators co-conspirators um was set to be hanged decided to jump off of the uh, gallows himself broke mm-hmm. his neck uh and uh, and died there on the scene to avoid yeah. public dismembering all that kind of stuff yeah. but anyways pretty grotesque the funny <laughs> uh the story then is picked up and it became um kind of a um sort of a yeah like an anarchy like we're gonna do something significant against the political thing instead of trying to get in the game and kind of mix through it like we're just gonna take it matters into our own hands yeah um it became one of the best-selling graphic novels of all time through this the v for vendetta which was Mm -hmm. uh by a guy named alan moore i believe is the name uh and then and one other guy they also developed which so then i never read the graphic novels i just remember the movie coming out and i knew nothing about it we watched it and i was like this is so good it's funny because it's it's um anti it 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 takes place in this dystopian future where england is taken over by this ultra right conservative christian party and I mean, I'm a pastor at a church, yeah. so like I'm supposed to be on one side of this equation. But you also boxed really in. like Handmaiden's Tale, which is I do. similar. Yeah, it's totally the same thing. I have this weird ability to disassociate and be like, oh, that's not why that's not what I believe. I mean, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I do. And be like, I no, do. I'd be against that too. Yeah. And I'm like, you guys, I don't think Christianity is that. I think it's far more, anyways, it's far more on the, you just don't understand it. You've boxed it in and it's your fault. I blame you. No, just kidding. Um, So, but just the action of it, it was like kind of like that Matrix. It came out in 2005 was when the movie was made. I don't think I saw it till like 2008 maybe or something. It it wasn't definitely in the theaters, Um, but uh, it was just a... Kind of an entertaining. It's kind of one of those movies, just emotional and at the end, and, and you're drawn all the way through. I think and, I've only ever seen it once. <sighs> so you got to help yourself out tonight and uh, go uh, check that yeah, out. But they see, also made remember the movie... how I'm doing grad school well, and have yeah, time to yeah, watch yeah, things like movies. Exactly. <laughs> uh, did you ever see Watchmen? No. I never saw it either. But the <laughs> the same guys who made V for Vendetta oh, okay. then came back and made Watchmen. Oh wait. Was that one the, more graphic novelly? Yes, and looking? It's, it's yellow. Like the yeah. yellow is like the dominant color in it. So okay. I didn't realize. I had remember seeing that and being like, "Oh, that looks dumb. I'm not going to watch that." Mm-hmm. But I also probably would have said that same thing for V for Vendetta because I'm like graphic novels. I'm not like into comic books. Yeah. Um, and then I loved it. So now I feel like an obligation to go watch the Watchmen or the yeah. Watchmen. Watchmen. I don't, I don't know. know what it's called. Um, so, anyways, there yeah. you go. That's. Uh, now you know a little bit about yeah. Guy Fox and and uh, it's the best selling mask on Amazon. Interesting. Annually. As you were talking, I was like, oh, I kind of remember parts of it. It is used oftentimes in protests, political yes, protests, both I've in the UK that. and uh, in the US. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also the uh, image that the anonymous group, which oh, is a hacker mm-hmm. group, mm-hmm. used um, to kind of. So now that image is probably, I, I could try and describe it, but I was like, I don't know if I could 
do it like the white porcelain <laughs> face, the thin mustache, the whatever. But then when you, mm-hmm. when I, hopefully when I'm illustrating those yeah. things, you'll see it a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but uh, today is the November 5th, which means that tomorrow is November 6th, which mm-hmm. is voting day. Yes. And speaking of political anarchy, let's not blow up the House of Lords or any sort of buildings. <laughs> uh, but I would recommend that you exercise your right to vote. Yes. So if you have not done so already, make sure uh, that not only do you fill out that ballot, but I don't know if you're like me, Megan, I sit down with that booklet and I really do genuinely try and yes. read through and educate mm-hmm. myself. And I know I don't want to be a sucker for, I saw this name the most on signs in people's yards. Yeah. I really want to try and, and I, I can't, I can't know them, each one of them personally. Yeah. Um, so I really look at, uh, where they volunteer their time, what they've voted for in the past, what they've been a part of, what kind of groups they're a part of. Um, and I try and avoid the D and the R letter on the on the, mm-hmm. on the the front of it and just try and do like, hey, who do I think is in the best position? <laughs> I hate to say it, but sometimes the lesser of two evils yeah. <laughs> uh, in, in terms of this. Uh, but the, the more important thing is uh, that you do have a, a voice. Uh, I take advantage of the fact that you live in a she's just an incredible uh, country that yeah. uh, values this sort of thing, really prioritizes it. Yeah. And uh, you, you wouldn't know the blessing that you have until you just don't have a voice. And I, I can't even imagine uh, growing up in a, a situation like that. So anyways, make sure you get your ballots in. I Agreed. think it's eight o'clock tomorrow night. Drop off ballots. Um, I think it might be too late to mail them. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm gonna, we're sure. going to drop ours off in a box. Yeah, so. I'm going to drop mine off in a box yeah, too. Yeah, so. so. Cool. All right. Well, that'll do it for this week's yes. episode of Say Something Interesting. Uh, Megan will be back next week. I'll be back next week. We'll be yep. recapping part two. If you are in town, we would love to have you come and be a part of uh, an experience in East Lake Tri-Cities service live, 930 and 11 at the Uptown Theater here in Richland. I do have one quick promo that I want to promo. Next Wednesday, um, which is the 12th, I believe. Yeah, it's the 12th. No, that's Tuesday. The 14th, excuse me. I'm looking at the calendar. It's the 14th, <laughs> which is a Wednesday. Uh, I'm going to be doing the next mm. round of pub theology here at the, at the theater, which is kind of like a once every other month. And we just changed it up. We were, we were trying to do controversial topics that uh, kind of like are good fuel for com- good mm-hmm. conversation. And then everybody brings like a unique craft beer in. We all just kind of do some beer tasting and some, conver- you know, some uh, great conversation. And we, we were basing them around like articles or books or things that we read and it just became too hard. So we are now, we're realizing the medium of, of podcasting is such a significant medium for our generation. Um, how many podcasts a week do you think you listen to? Um, <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, so including say something in, including say something interesting. <laughs> three regular like usually around three. Yeah. Not necessarily all the same at the same time, but I think so. I've got four right now that every week I will listen listen through for the most part. Yeah. And it's never like I'm not doing anything, so I'll just sit down and listen. It's always yeah. like, yeah, I'm, I'm mowing the lawn, I'm yeah. driving somewhere, I'm, I'm working out at the gym, something like that. Uh, but it's uh, it's a a significant uh, means of medium of communication, yeah. and so we're going to be utilizing that uh, for public theology. We will be emailing out a link to a relevant podcast. The idea is listen to it. Uh, then show up, discuss, move on. So obviously you're listening to this podcast, which means you have some sort of affinity <laughs> towards podcasts. Yeah. So if you like them and want to discuss one that is not related to the message here that I'm doing, but something just in general, uh, we're listening to a podcast this month called This Cultural Moment uh, with a pastor from Portland who also teamed up with a guy from Australia. So there you go. <laughs> the uh, oh, connection there. Um <laughs> And weird Australian accent. I don't even, I like started and then I was like, I got to bail. Bail, get out quick. 
Uh, episode, season one, episode one. It's the kickoff one. It's only a thirty-minute episode okay. thing, and so listen to that. Show up next Wednesday. Bring a beer or root beer if you want. I don't care. That's fine. Um, or bring nothing, <laughs> whatever. Um, and join us for Pub Theology at the theater. Yeah. Other than that, have a great week, guys. We'll see you next week for another episode of Say Something Interesting. See ya. Bye.